1: Thursday. It is May 30th. It is 2019, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about. Three on the early slate, seven on the main slate, and I'm joined by my buddy, Genie 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
2: I mean, I'm doing good. I'm not doing great. Uh, I had a bunch of Philly stacks, a bunch of Washington stacks, and looking like I was going to win a few GPPs on Fantasy Draft in Yahoo, and... Both of them ended up like third and fourth, which is 20% the payout of first or 10% the payout of first. And it's all because all the Phillies got yanked and then they sent in their best reliever to shut down the bottom of the order. So I'm still winning a good amount of money, like 300% ROI on the night, but it could have been a whole lot more.
1: Well, I'm not winning money. I took a stand on the Braves. You were on the other side of that game. But, yeah, Braves obviously didn't do much um, against Anibal Sanchez. Really hot game. Like, I just wanted it to go off. Um, and it, it did go off, just not the way that I wanted it to. So, uh, ready to move on to the next slate. You know, I, I know baseball has high variance. So, I don't ever let a slate get me down. Ready to move on. We are going to get started on this early slate. But before we do that, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there check them out. It is Fantasy Draft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Gunners links. So that we get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get three months of Rotor Gunners Premium for Fantasy Draft when you sign up through the links and make your first deposit. So, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Uh, Grant, here we go. St. Louis, Philadelphia, Dakota Hudson, Jared Eikoff. Any interest here in Dakota Hudson?
2: Not really, no. Um, Phillies are good right now uh he is a lot worse versus lefties and so if harper's out of the lineup that could potentially give him a boost um but as of right i I mean it's a three-game slate he's viable he's not my favorite i'm just gonna say right off that i'm going with the guys in the uh marlins game but i guess hudson's my fourth favorite option out of six pitchers
1: yeah like so here's the thing um we have a three-game slate and two of them have totals over 10 so like that's just how this slate sets up so you know we're gonna we're gonna have to play some of these guys and i don't hate dakota hudson i don't love it i think i I lean more towards jared Eichoff on the other side of this game pretty heavy right-handed heavy lineup um you know only potentially two lefties if fowler um is hurt so um we'll have to see you know what comes out on that um but yeah, so like I I think I lean more towards Jared Eichoff, you know. I know he's one of the most expensive pitchers on the slate, and that obviously doesn't uh fit well on this slate because I want to stack bats, but just looking at looking at the potential options that we have here, I think Eikoff's the option um that I'll probably get outside of the Miami game.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's my third favorite option on the slate, maybe second. Um but yeah, twenty-four percent K rate versus Reddies, right. obviously seven to eight righties or six to eight righties in the lineup uh, today is likely. Um, the only guy we really have to worry about too much is Carpenter. But, yeah, ICOF's just been so good versus righties this season that, like, I'm not really horribly worried about this St. Louis lineup. I mean, I want to check on the weather tomorrow, so check it out in the morning. That could potentially say change something if it's similar to how it was today or on Wednesday, but ICOF is – probably want the top if not the top uh point raw points total guy on the slate so i just need a little bit more money to save for bats
1: um st Louis bats what do you like here for the cardinals
2: carp wong um a full stacks in order with a three game slate with only two real viable bats games um but i mean if I'm targeting one-offs it's 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 really just carp for me
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as well. Uh, The Philadelphia side of things against Hudson. Hudson has really struggled with lefties this season. He's been decent against righties, 251 ISO or 251 Woba, 0.048 ISO against righties. Doesn't really strike guys out, but gets a ton of ground balls against righties. So I don't necessarily want to stack the righties here. I like Hoskins. He has a massive fly ball rate against a fly ball pitcher against a guy that doesn't strike anybody out. So I like the two-man of Hoskins-Harper here. Um, What are your thoughts when it comes to Philadelphia?
2: Yeah, Hoskins-Harper with Harper being the guy drastically preferred. Like you said, Hudson, pretty extreme splits. Uh, 452 Woba to lefties this year. 251 to righties. I'm expecting Nick Williams to be in the lineup, and I'm a huge fan of him and Cesar Hernandez too. So If you're going to stack this game up, I'd start with Harper, Hernandez, Nick Williams, and Hoskins, but I like Nick Williams' one-off. I like Hernandez' one-off. I like Harper and Hoskins' one-offs, too. They all have a decent amount of power. I mean, Nick Williams hasn't really shown us too much this season, but the guy is really talented. Great like swing speed, decent exit velocity last year. Um, actually, had a 191 ISO last year versus righties, and so this just plays perfectly for him. If Nick Williams gets in the lineup, I'm pretty sure he's very cheap uh he's gonna be my top on guy if he breaks the lineup even if he's batting down in the lineup yep
1: I, I like that call he is really cheap so always like cheap bats uh never complain about cheap bats san francisco at miami tyler Beatty against sandy alcantara uh Beattie getting recalled here from triple a you know he, he made three appearances um you know with San Francisco, and it was at Cincinnati, at Colorado, and at home against um, Toronto, but never threw more than 65 pitches. Uh, is that something we should be concerned about here?
2: I mean, on a normal slate, it would be my biggest concern. On this slate, it's against Miami. It's in Miami. I I, I don't care. I mean, I just want to pay it for bats And BD's just a guy that's in a good matchup in a good ballpark. Not a great pitcher, but that doesn't always matter um, when we're considering this small of a slate. I think some people might be a little bit scared of using him just because of how bad he's actually been this year. I don't think we have a total on the game, but he is 8 or 7-8, so I'm 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 just willing to roll with him. But it could end terribly. He could go absolutely just terrible. I don't care. I'm still going to use him
1: yeah i i don't hate it i don't like love anything here obviously it's just a it's an ugly slate so uh i don't mind it, it it's not like you know he's this big old prospect coming up and pitching here like he is like 23rd in this organization as far as like prospects go i'm more just worried about how deep he's gonna go and you know if i should take one less bat and play ikoff and You know, one guy that I know I'm playing here is Alcantara. Um, You know, it it just sets up where I got to play two pitchers on this slate. Why not take the guy that has a little bit of K upside facing the Giants, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sandy's K rate this year isn't fantastic, but he did just have a 8K game two games ago. He's got all right stuff, but he's playing over in Miami, which is just a huge help here. Decent ground ball guy. He actually has some upside just because he can go later on to the game and limit runs against this not great San Francisco lineup here. So I, I'd i say Sandy's probably my top option here on the slate because of the matchup and because of the ballpark. Yep. Uh, bats in this game, anything on the Giants? I don't I don't know if I want any bat in this entire game outside of just trying to get some uh, some price savings. I mean... Belt is good in pretty much any matchup. I mean, Sandy limits fly balls, limits hard contact a whole lot to lefties here, but belt's good enough where I'm fine with taking him as a one-off at 3,800. But outside of that, I don't really want to go with any of these San Francisco bats.
1: Yeah. Belt would be the only guy that I'd be looking at too. Uh, anything on the Marlin side?
2: I mean, is Castro still super, super cheap. I'm yeah, scrolling down. Yeah. So Castro's fine. Uh, He did have 12 points today, but you're not getting a huge amount of upside. You have to save some money in order to afford any of the other bats in the other games, and Castro allows you to do that. Um, I'm fine realistically with Granderson, with Cooper, with Anderson, with Walker, with Castro, with Ramirez, with Alfaro, any of them for price savings, but I would not stack up the Miami bats. It's literally just a price play.
1: Yeah, this Harold Ramirez guy might actually be really good. Um, He's hitting the ball very well. You know, he's 3,600. I don't mind him. Um, I really, you know, he's not like a power guy, but like for price savings, I don't mind it because I'm going to get my power in this next game. Arizona at Colorado, 12 total. Taylor Clark against Kyle Freeland. Uh, Freeland a slight favorite here. Any interest in Taylor Clark?
2: No interest in Clark here. I mean, this game's being played in Coors. I already checked the weather because I live here, and it's going to be about seventy degrees tomorrow. Um, so that's not going to not going to go too well for him. He's just he's a bit of a curveball guy, um, but just doesn't have good stuff altogether. It gets a little wild at times. I have no interest in using him.
1: Yeah, he has a good fastball too, but obviously, like you know. You know, 95 foot mile fastball really not going to make a, a huge difference in cores. So um, I, I do like the spot uh, for the Rockies-Bats. Uh, let's talk Kyle Freeland. Any interest here in Freeland?
2: Very small amount, just kind of as a as a hedge play. Arizona is going to be fairly high-owned. Um, they currently have, what is it, a 5.5 total uh, second highest on the board here. So people are going to be stacking them up a bit. Just strictly as a leverage play, I'm fine with Freeland. It's a three-game slate. Sometimes you got to do stuff like that. Freeland still has some upside. He hasn't pitched well this year, but he pitched so well last year, maybe he has a good outing over here in Coors. But who knows? He's been so bad this year that I don't don't know if I can really pull the trigger on him too much.
1: Yeah, my biggest issue, too, is they're going to be able to go, like, super right-handed heavy against him. You know, Marte Vargas, Escobar, Jones, Walker, Ahmed, Kelly – Like, they're just going to be able to – like, I guess, LoCastro, too. Like, they're just going to be able to throw eight righties plus the pitcher spot against him, and I'm probably going to pass. Um, I do like the Arizona Bats. Um, This is just a a slate where, you know, obviously you can make the pivot to St. Louis, Philadelphia, but I'm going to try to get as many of these Arizona righties in in my lineup as I can.
2: I really hope Crone's back in the lineup. Me too. (laughs) too. That dude is – That dude is going to be so good. I mean, Walker's all right, but Crone is going to be very, very good, and he already is very good. I think he already has three barrels, and it's like two games played. Um, So I really hope he's in the lineup. Outside of him, I mean, it's Coors. It's against Freeland. Any power righty, which there's a lot of them in this lineup, you can roll with
1: uh the colorado side of things you know outside of liking the lefties here i you know certainly don't mind arenado and story you know you're paying up for him um i think this is a spot like we just got done talking about with the arizona side of things i think i like arizona more than i like colorado in this game uh for what it's worth
2: i'm 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 more on the colorado side but they are going to be just from a raw points perspective but they are probably going to be chalkier so uh I mean, use the Arizona side because you have Murphy, you have Tapia, you have McMahon, all three under 5K, whereas all the Arizona bats are super expensive and we don't have super cheap pitchers on the slate. So from a raw points perspective, Colorado bats are better. Target, Murphy, Tapia, McMahon, all of them in doll, all in cash. Um, In tournaments, you're probably better off going with Arizona bats.
1: All right, let's move on to the seven-game main slate. We start with the Brewers and the Pirates. Eight and a half total. Chase Anderson, Joe Musgrove. Um, Anderson is a slight favorite here at 124. Any interest here in Chase Anderson?
2: Nope, I, I do not. He's I mean, he's going up against Pittsburgh, who are a lot worse versus lefties than righties, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big Chase Anderson guy. I don't really think he's that great, and I think – he could potentially get beat up here, even though it's a good ballpark and they don't have a real high implied team total, but we do have to worry about a little bit of weather potentially.
1: Yeah. I think that's going to be one of those things where Ross says late start and it's fine. So, um, I, I will say like the biggest thing here for me is Anderson has a higher strikeout rate against righties and he's struggling a little bit to get lefties out and they're just going to throw a lot of lefties at him here. So, I'm probably going to pass on Chase Anderson in the spot. I think we have a lot of pitching on the slate, so I don't have to play Chase Anderson. He is really cheap, and I do like that. But outside of that, it's really all he got's going for him. Uh, Joe Musgrove on the other side of this game, you know, he's really cheap too. But there is a lot of power um, in this lineup, and I hate playing pitchers against uh, the Brewers.
2: Yep, and there is a lot of good lefty power, and Musgrove has a 15% K rate to lefties. I'm gonna pass on Musgrove.
1: Yep. You know, you mentioned it, 15% K rate against lefties. He does get a lot of ground balls, but he's giving up a ton of hard contact. So, you know, guys like Yelich and Mustakis who've been hitting the ball up in the air a lot this season, they make a ton of sense in this spot. What else are we looking at here on the Brewers?
2: I mean, it's it's just the guys with some huge power. Yelich, Grandall. Um It's being played over in Pittsburgh. There are good hitting spots on the slate that I'd rather target I don't. I don't know if I'm using any bats outside of those two power left or three power lefties.
1: Um, any interest here in the Pirates bats?
2: Bell is a one-off. Um, no one's really going to play him here, even against Chase Anderson. Uh, Anderson gives up a decent amount of fly balls to lefties, decent amount of hard contact. So it'd be Bell for me, maybe Polanco, but that's it.
1: That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Boston at New York. Chris Sale, J. hap eight and a half total sales on 160 favorite. This is the game we're going to be watching. The weather and um, you know seeing what Kevin Roth has to say. Roth has been super busy um, over the last couple days with this weather. So give him give him a shout out, man. This is uh, he's doing an awesome job with this. Oh, he's been
2: crushing it. Called it two nights in a row with Philly. I was worried about it and he got it right both times.
1: Yep. Yeah. He said on crunch time like the weather. The weather was looking a little bit better, and it was missing a little bit north, so he didn't worry about a flood. It was just going to be if they were patient. So he nailed it. Uh, give Ross some credit over there, over there on Twitter. Uh, do you like Chris Sale in this spot?
2: I do. I don't know if he's my favorite pitcher on the slate. I'm guessing he's going to be the highest owned on the slate. Uh, it's going up against the Yankees. It's a not bad matchup in a decent ballpark. It's not great for pitchers, but it's not the worst in the league. There is a good amount of Ks in this lineup versus lefties. He's obviously got one of the highest swing strike rates in the league and a 33% K rate on the year. He's been crushing it recently. I will use some of them, but I think there's one guy that I slightly prefer here.
1: Yeah, I I like uh, Ryu a little bit more than I like Sale today, but I I do think Sale is certainly interesting uh, in a tournament aspect, but I think Ryu is a little bit safer in cash, so I'll probably – lean ryu and cash um the other side of this game you know jay hap he's been really struggling with righties this season and you know there's enough righties in this lineup that i think this is a spot i want to stay away from jay hap
2: yep not touching jay hap
1: uh let's talk boston bats Chavez. um Bogart's JD Martinez. I know Mookie's been struggling against lefties this season, but you have to eventually think that like he's going to get out of this funk. Um, Pierce should be in there. Like, I like the Boston righties here.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you pretty much have to have 288 ISO, 367 Woba versus righties this year. Not striking out too many. Uh, balls being put in the air at a huge rate. Good hard contact. Everything kind of points towards the righties here. So, Chavez, Betts, Bogarts, Martinez, Pierce, if he's in the lineup. Yeah, all of them. All of them are fantastic plays.
1: Um, What are we doing with the Yankees here against Sale?
2: You know what? I'm, I'm just not going to touch him.
1: It's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't want to try to pinpoint the home run. There will probably be a home run here. Maybe Sanchez, maybe Voit, but I'm just going to pass in the Yankees here. I don't want to touch the spot. Yep. Uh, Minnesota at Tampa Bay. We got Martin Perez against Charlie Morton, eight and a half total. Morton's a 130 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Martin Perez?
2: I have a, actually a decent amount of interest in Martin Perez. Um, he's had huge upside in a whole bunch of spots this year. And Tampa Bay, I think, is still striking out one of the highest clips in the league versus lefties. Um, so. <sighs> I don't like paying this much for Martin Perez, but he's going to make it into a few of my lineups here. He's not the first option I'd go with at 9K or over, but he is one of the better options on the slate. It's tough to get most of the top three, four guys into your lineup here. And so I'm going to be living more in this 9K range here. And Perez is a guy that I'm probably going to use a decent amount of. Tampa Bay scares me, but I'm going to get him at super low ownership with potential huge upside. He's got 25, like, above average K rate. There's going to be a few lefties in the lineup here, and yeah, Tampa Bay just looking all the way up and down their lineup, 25 plus percent K rates pretty much all the way up and down, and Perez has been better versus righties this year than he has versus lefties. I'm holding him to 123 ISO, 284 WOBA, so even if they make it a bit righty heavy, then that just adds a little bit more safety with Perez. Since he's throwing that cutter pretty well this season.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep playing Perez. Um, no reason not to. Uh, you know, he's, he's shown 30 plus point upside. Struggling in his last outing. I played him a lot in that outing against LA. Uh, he kind of got babbled in that game. I hate when that happens, but it happens. Um, I like the upside. I, I think the upside is certainly there. Like you said, Tampa strikes out a lot. He's going to have lower ownership. Like, who would have thought Martin Perez would be 7 and 1 this season? Um, Charlie Morton, any interest here in Morton?
2: Gosh, this is tough. Morton's been very good this season, but anyone versus Minnesota is generally just an X off my list. Um, He does strike out lefties at a 37% clip, which is nice because there's going to be, what, two, four, five in there in all likelihood, but everyone has so much power here, and... Like He gets a lot of ground balls, but a lot of these guys can put it into the air at a huge clip. All of them hit the ball hard. I don't think I'm going to go with Morton just because there's five, six options near the top that I'd rather go with. Um, so I understand it. It's fine. He's going to go low in tournaments. He still has the upside, but maybe I'll have a share or two of them. But In all likelihood, I'm going to try and get up to sale or go down to Carrasco.
1: Yeah, I actually like the tournament appeal here. Um, you know, Morton is using his curveball quite a bit this season. That's been his, you know, get-out pitch. And when we're looking at this team against curveballs, there's a lot of whiff rates over of thirty-five percent. So I think this is a actually interesting tournament spot for um, Morton. I, I don't think it's like a spot that I would target in cash. I think it's a large field tournament, maybe like the eight dollar or the twelve dollar. One of your twenty five dollar teams over there on fantasy draft, but I, it's not a spot that I'm like, oh, I'm playing all in Charlie Morton. But I will say, like, batted ball profile wise, it's a it's a pretty interesting spot. Like, a lot of power, a lot of strikeouts. So you know, which which side are you going to get? Uh, I think Morton's a little interesting here for tournaments. Uh, that's not saying Grant that I won't be targeting some of these Minnesota bats.
2: I mean, you have to. Uh, they're going to be a low in tournament stack going up against Morton, but they've been. so so freaking good this year and just looking at their numbers versus righties i think they have an average of a 250 iso versus righties this year all the way up into the line that's with marwin gonzalez being terrible it's just they're so on fire they can all hit the ball well a lot of them like I, I i love this stack i love this stack for tournaments it's not that big of a slate there's four to five really good hitting spots so this is going to go completely overlooked. This might actually be my favorite stack spot in big field tournaments.
1: Yeah, you got to think like the other thing about this is their prices have come down. Like, you know, Kepler's price is 47 and Rosario's 46, but Polanco is 42. Um, Sano is 4,000. Castro's 3,400. Like, they're priced down in this spot, um, facing morton so i i like the stack here i'm with you i think this is a really interesting stack because you know it's it's gonna be very low. yeah um tampa side of things here you know it's really tough to pinpoint where you want to attack left-handed pitching with tampa in their lineup because they've just struggled so much against lefties i, I think maybe garcia maybe fam maybe darno but i'm not going out of my way to play tampa today
2: i don't hate meadows in tournaments uh Perez, he's only got 36 36 players or play appearance sample size versus lefties so far this season. But the way he's pitching, it's going a little bit more reverse splits, um, doing better versus righties than he is versus lefties. So Meadows at 1% owned on a seven-game slate, I don't hate that play at all. I think he could hit a bomb here. He's been good. He's been good versus lefties, been otherworldly versus righties, so reverse splits lefty. I like that play quite a bit.
1: Yep, I don't hate it. I just, I just know like when I'm looking at his price, it's just going to be really tough to play Meadows over like JD Martinez. That's like my biggest issue. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kansas City at Texas, ten and a half total. Jacob Junis against Mike minor Miner's a one fifty four favorite. Any interest here in Junis in Texas? Eighty five degree
2: weather, hot. I'm just going to say no to both of them.
1: I kind of like Mike Minor. Uh, it's it's another one of those like tournament spots where I don't think a lot of people will play Minor because of his price. Um and this team has really been struggling against left-handed pitching this season. Obviously, you know, Maryfield's not going to strike out a very very high rate, but the rest of this lineup there's some Ks here and there's not a ton of power in this lineup against lefties outside of Maryfield like what what's what's miners ownership? Three to five percent here?
2: Yeah, it's not gonna be great. Um I, I wouldn't I would be surprised if it was that high just because of the um pitching conditions today. I now I still don't want to do it. I understand you're making very valid points. Just if it wasn't hot, then I'd understand and I'd probably be right there with you. But with this heat, I do not want to I do not want to play Mike Miner.
1: No, and I don't, uh, you know, I, I get it. Like the heat, obviously always concerning when you go to Texas, 10 and a half total, super concerning. But like, if I roll out five teams today, which I usually do, um, I, I think one of them will have Mike Miner just because I, I think at his price point, he'll be very low owned. And I still think he's a guy that can put up 30 in this spot. So um, and he kind of struggled against them when he faced them a couple of weeks ago. And I think that will lower his ownership even more, but, um, I don't hate it for tournaments. I, I do think that he's starting to regress a little bit finally, but um, let's talk bats, Kansas city bats, anything standing out to you here for the Royals?
2: Um, Dozier Mondesi Witt are all fine plays. Uh, don't mind. Solaire. And he just had a bomb today. Moldenado, obviously a guy that can be, or I think he's still 2100. So you can play him just strictly for the price savings. Uh, if he's in the lineup, but he's 2600, still pretty cheap. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's pretty much the power guys here in this good hang environment. So, Wit Mondesi, Dozier, Soler, and then Multinado is price savings. Um,
1: yeah, Merrifield as well. Like you said, Wit, he's probably my favorite play on this team. Um, I don't see myself using a ton of Royals outside of a stack. Texas, though, I like Texas a lot here. Um, I think they're probably the top offense on this slate. Um, just looking at everything overall, they have the highest implied total, which is fine. And you know, I don't always trust Vegas, but I, I trust them in this spot. I, I love this spot for Texas. They're they're a team that I want to load up on.
2: Yeah, Eunice is not very good. Does not strike out a whole lot of guys, um, gives up a decent amount of hard contact. We have power all the way up and down this lineup here versus righties. A whole bunch of good lefties that just crush the ball here. Great hitting weather. We got the Casey bullpen right behind him. I mean, I'm starting off with Gallo, Chu, Pence, and probably Guzman if he makes the lineup just because of his price. But, yeah, all these Texas bats are in play. They're the, clearly the top raw point stack. I kind of want to see what their ownership is going to be like because – I'm not going to be surprised if there's almost as much ownership on teams like the Dodgers, the Indians, the uh, Red Sox. But if they're going to be above and away uh, owned way more than everyone else, I'll probably go under the field on them. But if they're going to be moderately owned, I'll, I'm going to go super heavy on
1: them. Yeah, I like the way like you can approach the stack. You can play like Mazzara, Cabrera, Guzman, Odor, the bottom end of the stack and you know maybe get him a little bit lower ownership I, I actually think gallo might be a fade for me grant i love Joey gallo more than a lot of people in this industry but there was a report that came out tuesday and i know he didn't play on wednesday that he's dealing with a little bit of a wrist injury and like at his price that's not what i want to see um I, I think this is an amazing spot for him and if he was a 100 percent, like i would perfectly be okay with playing him here but I'm a little concerned. I, I think I want to see him hit a home run before I play him again.
2: I mean, Joey Gallo with a wrist injury is stronger than 90% of the majors, <laughs> but I that's fair.
1: It. Uh, no, I get it. Like, I just, and it's, it's, I, I want to play Gallo. I'll probably have one Gallo team, even though I just said that. Like, I, I do think he's just one of the best power hitters in baseball right now. Um, Cleveland at Chicago, taking on the White Sox. Carlos Carrasco against Manny Benuelos, Um, nine total. Uh, Carrasco's a 188 favorite here. Do you have any interest in Carlos Carrasco?
2: Top pitcher on the slate. I'm going to give it to the White Sox. Strikeouts all the way up and down the lineup here. Carrasco, 30% K rate on the season, only a 3.26 XFIP. I know his numbers are a little bit alarming because of all the hard contact he gave up at the beginning of the season. And he's had quite a few bad outings, but this is a perfect spot for him here. Already faced the White Sox twice. Already averaged 30 points against him. Um, it's just a great spot. He plays him multiple times a year. He knows how to pitch to him. And he crushes them on a consistent basis. I love Carrasco because of the price.
1: And we're getting him at a nice little discount. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like we're not paying. He should be like ten five in this spot, and he's 9-5. So it's a nice little discount. I, I like Carrasco a lot in this spot as well. Uh, I know he struggled this year, and, like, that's fine. Um, I, I, I've not played him a ton this year. The struggle is real. He's really struggled in his last two starts. This is a great spot for him to get back on on track and, you know, pitch well here. So I do like this spot for Carrasco quite a bit. Um, the, uh, Ben Whelos, this team has really struggled uh, against lefties this season. He just has not pitched well. Um, I don't think I can do it but I've played worse at 5,600 in the past.
2: I might have interest on him if there wasn't another option that's slightly more expensive. I mean, I'd rather go with Musgrove than with with Manny. Um, It's just this is not a good spot for him. Actually, it's it's an all right spot. He's just not good. It's that simple. He's not good. He gets wild, doesn't get a whole lot of ground balls, gives up enough fly balls and hard contact. I don't – I will not use him
1: yeah i get it I, I, you know that's i that's kind of that's what i needed to hear grant because that's what i'm I, I should be saying here i should not be playing him um yes don't play him don't play him bad spot uh cleveland bats the guy that stands out to me the most in this spot is Luplow. um jordan Luplow. he's been striking out a lot against left-handed pitching this season but when he's not striking out he's making a ton of hard contact um and hitting the ball very hard. Like, his average exit velocity is almost 92 miles an hour. Um, What else do you like here for Cleveland? Jose
2: Ramirez, still too cheap. 3,900 over on DK. I like him, but I I, I mean, pretty much everyone in this lineup, they have a fi- over a five-and-play team total. The White Sox bullpen is not good. Manny is not good, and there's not a single bat priced over 4,800 here. You can pay up for pitching on the slate and get a bunch of bats. I'm going to get... Probably Lindor, Santana, and uh, Jose Ramirez all into my lineup. Manny's probably going to only make it four innings in this one in all likelihood here, so you're getting a bad bullpen right afterwards. I like all the Chicago, or all the Cleveland bats here.
1: Oscar Mercado um, has just been crushing the ball since getting called up. Uh, he dealt with a little bit of a hip uh, contusion, but ever since he's been back in the lineup – Been hitting second. Um, I think he's one of the best players on the entire slate at 4,100. Any Chicago White Sox bats here?
2: I don't think so. Like, honestly, the way that Crasco's been all season long, I said he's my favorite player or favorite pitcher on the entire slate. It's partially because of his price, partially because of the matchup, but he is giving up a 41% hard contact rate. All season long, he's been getting hit hard. Brandy strikes out a ton of guys. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, but still giving up a bunch of fly balls and hard contact. So I could see using uh, like a decent Tim Anderson, Jimenez, Abreu, Moncada, Alonzo stack in big field tournaments. I mean, all these guys are cheap enough that you can fit all of them in there pretty easily with some top-tier pitching. Jimenez is only 3,400. Alonso, I can't find him. I keep scrolling down. 3K. Uh, Any of the guys with power, like, if you want to stack this up, this still has potential for Carrasco to get destroyed here. They've already seen him twice in the last month, so potentially they could be catching on to something. Carrasco could be tipping his pitches a little bit. Just this much hard contact always makes things viable in tournaments, especially on a seven-game slate where they're going to be incredibly low-owned.
1: Yeah, they'll be low-owned for sure. Um, don't mind it. Yeah, I think if I end up playing a bunch of call, I'll definitely have at least one head stack, throw it in like the $4 tournament or something. Um, Mets and Dodgers, eight total. Jason Vargas, Hinju, Ryu. Um, Ryu, Ryu is a 270 favorite. Uh, any
2: interest here in Vargas? No. No, he's terrible. The he's so Dodgers bad. are good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's bad. He's not. He's not good. Um, I do like Ryu a lot. I think he gets run support. I think he, you know, pitches well in this game. I think he just goes out and throws a really good quality, twenty-five to 30 thirty-point game, and is one of the highest-scoring pitchers on the slate. I know you got to pay up for him, but uh, I think that it, it's worth paying up for him on the slate.
2: If the weather's okay in Boston, or Roth gives us the okay, I'm probably going to side more with Sale, but uh, Ryu's definitely probably the second-highest projected points on the entire slate, maybe the highest. You incorporate consistency. Guy's only walking guys at 1.6% rate for the entire season. He's walked like four people, or not even that, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, he's he's just been ridiculously good this year, going up against a Mets lineup, 30% projected K rate versus lefties. So far this year, I, I just... I don't know if I want to deal with that much ownership when I can get sale and Carrasco, but I might not go too much over the Carrasco price threshold on the slate.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. Um, you know, I just, I like the spot for you quite a bit. Um, any Mets bats that you want to target here?
2: Alonzo. Alonzo is just crushing the ball. Um, I think he's up to what? 20 home runs on the season. He just never is too highly owned against good pitchers, but he just I mean he just took Bueller deep twice today. He's only four grand over on DK, which is ridiculous considering the amount of power he has. So yeah, Alonzo's pretty much the only guy I really want to go with here.
1: Yeah, I get it. Um, I certainly like Alonzo for tournaments, uh, should be pretty low owned here. But outside of that, I just don't see myself using any of the Mets. Um, JD Davis has had sh- shown some really good power, but I'm going to pass on him. Uh, the Dodgers side of things, I like the Dodgers here. It's um, kind of like a late hammer. I don't think a lot of people would be playing the Dodgers here.
2: Yeah, yeah, Dodgers. I mean, they will. They're going up against Vargas. Vargas is terrible. Walks a ton of guys. Doesn't strike out many guys. Gives up a 50% hard contact rate on the year. Terrible to both sides of the plate. Um, people might be a little bit worried about lefty lefty matchups, but I love Bellinger. I love Muncie and Turner. I'm going to double check his price here, but Turner is probably my favorite play on the entire slate here going up against Vargas. I think that he's going to destroy him here, crushes lefties has caught up a lot this season after his horrific start versus lefties the first half of the season now he's hitting has a 226 iso versus them i love justin turner and i love the lefties and if you really want to round it out kike is pretty much always too cheap at thirty seven hundred. all right
1: um Last game on the slate, we got the Angels, we got the Mariners, eight and a half total. I'm seeing two different pitchers for the Angels. And I was trying to look that up and see who it's going
2: to be. Is it a potential uh, long relief situation? Because they've been doing that with Pena pretty much all season.
1: Yeah, it's either going to be Skaggs or Pena, and it makes obviously a huge difference um, You know who it's going to be. I, th- I think it's going to be Pena – uh but it could be skags um let's go with pena because that's where i'm seeing multiple places um yeah. uh and then kikuchi on the other side eight and a half total kikuchi a 122 favorite do you have any interest here in pena
2: no interest in pain too many good lefties on seattle pena pena not great versus lefties good analysis right there
0: yeah
1: sinker baller against the team that has a ton of power i'm gonna pass um i do like kikuchi here i think he's the cheap guy that if you're playing a cheap guy you're looking at in this spot it is um it'd be interesting to see because you know trout's dealing with kind of a foot injury but he's expected to play today um if he's at a lineup like this lineup is really bad against left-handed pitching
2: yeah kikuchi's probably my favorite play on the entire slate here Um, 6,800, too cheap for what he can do. Angels aren't a great matchup for pitchers, but they're not bad. He's shown a little bit of strikeout upside occasionally. Uh, That price tag is just too cheap, and when you look at the guys around him, like Vargas, Musgrove, Eunice, Chase Anderson, Hap, like he's the only one that I really have any interest in playing. Um, So I'm going to, just by process of elimination, have way too much of Kikuchi and my entire le- night won't be over, at least until the late games.
1: Um, Yeah, I, I do like Kikuchi. Like, I actually, I'm, like, considering playing him in cash. Um, If I, I play him in re,
2: Like, there's not any pay-down guys in cash, so there's a lot of good bats. You pretty much need Ryu, Sale, or Carrasco in cash. Um, if you got them, then you have to pay down the other one, and it's probably Kikuchi.
1: Um. Yep. Uh, any Angels bats that you like here?
2: Trout, um, depending on how heavily owned Kikuchi is. I don't hate a nice little hedge stack there with the Angels. I mean, they still have a decent amount of power. Grant Kikuchi is a big ground ball guy, but Seattle, their bullpen, highest exfip in the entire league so far this year, um, just not great. They already unload some during the offseason. season. just hasn't been good this season, so... Like, even if Kikuchi doesn't go that late into the game, which it's happened multiple times, or if he gets blown up a little bit, it's a huge leverage spot here. And with how bad the bullpen is for Seattle, there's potentially a situation where Kikuchi does what he needs to do to get you there, and then the bullpen just gets destroyed.
1: Yeah, I don't hate it. Just like I like Trout, but outside of that, they're just a team that I don't like to play against left-handed pitching. Uh, if it is Pena, I, I do like Seattle quite a bit here. Um, Vogelbach, Seeger, Malik Smith, if he's in that leadoff spot, Haniger, you know, E5, all these guys, um, seem really interesting. If it is going to be Pena,
2: yeah, if it's Pena, they're my favorite stack on the slate. So many lefties going up against Pena. Pena has struck them out at a decent clip this year. But he's got a 43% hard contact rate, 50% fly ball rate to lefties. You got Vogelbach, you got Seeger now in the lineup. Navarrez, Bruce, who can crush it. Long, I'm not a huge fan of, but Malik Smith. So many good lefties in this lineup that can absolutely crush the ball. Vogelbach's the top play on the slate for me, um, and then the rest of them rounding them out. I really, really like the Mariners. They're going to go under owned because of the Texas game of cleveland and because of boston and they're the late night game um so they have like the fifth highest implied team total on the slate here and i could easily see them being the highest scoring lineup here so i'm not i'm guessing they're going to be at sub 10 percent ownership and that shouldn't happen on a seven game slate with the huge potential that they have
1: yeah like yeah, I think a lot of the ownership is gonna to go to Texas. I think a lot of ownership, you know, could potentially go to Cleveland. Um, you know, if the Yankees and Red Sox game goes, I think the Red Sox get some ownership. And the Brewers. So if you're looking at all those teams, like these two late games, you know, could potentially get lower ownership. And you know, that's where I like to take advantage of that uh for sure here. So let's play the morning grind game and then we're gonna get out of here. Um give me a guy under eight K on the main slate to get six or more strikeouts.
2: Oh gosh, this is terrible um kikuchi
1: all right um i like that that's obviously the guy that i was going to take as well um now i don't know who i want to take um You know what? I doubt he gets there, and if he does get there, he probably gives up five runs in the process. But uh, give me Ben Wailos to get there because there's not any other option that I'm okay with. Um, Over 8K to score under 15, who's your bust pitcher of the
2: day? Um, This one's tough. I mean, the obvious one is minor. Um, I don't really want to go with him, but I have interest – and pretty much everyone else. How how expensive is Penny? He's not showing up on 975. Great. Um minor. It's just the obvious one. I don't like that I took it, but
1: I'm gonna take um the guy that I actually think has a ton of upside, but I'm gonna take Charlie Morton, because you took minor. Uh, just because Tampa's been hitting the or because Minnesota's just been crushing the ball, I think that you know, he's a guy that could potentially get beat up quite a bit here if he's not pitching well. Uh, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive home run today? Do well, I want to
2: let you have Vogelbach?
1: I'm actually not going to take him regardless.
2: All right, done. Vogelbach it is.
1: If you're not getting fired today. Don't worry.
2: I mean, I wasn't going to take him if you weren't all right with it. I, I, like, I like doing this show with you.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to take Luplo. Uh, from Cleveland. It's a good one. Uh, Give me a guy to get two hits under 4K today.
2: Uh, Navarez. All right.
1: I'm going to take Odor. And then give me a stack to score six or more runs.
2: And go in the Mariners. So either win all these likely or none of them.
1: I think Texas is too easy. Give me the Dodgers. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Um, no, it's been a good time. Uh, enjoy the slate, guys. Stack the Mariners.
1: That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking about tomorrow's slate. Uh, if you Feel free to go over to iTunes, subscribe, and um, hit that nice little button that says five stars over there for us on iTunes, Roto-Grinders Morning Grind. That's going to wrap it up. I hope everyone has an awesome Thursday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey kids!